Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. Again, it has been a while, a longer while than I was expecting, that's for sure. This year has been a doozy, and I'm your host, Marie Green, and this week we are going to catch up a bit and we're going to talk about endurance. In other words, how to keep on keeping on when things are tough. Uh, When I first started this podcast, I thought we need to talk about how to lean on our creativity, how to draw from it more in our lives, use it as a resource as we're navigating hard things, talk about how to make space for it in our lives so that we just continue to grow in a creative way. At that point, when I started this, I never imagined the kind of terrain we would be navigating like what we're dealing with here in 2020. So if you're listening to this later, it's October of 2020. So much has happened. It's been a tough year. So I want to talk about how to stay strong. I want to talk about how to get through it. But I wanted to start by just acknowledging that this has been really tough. We're not dealing with regular run-of-the-mill problems. We're dealing with big, scary stuff. And if you have any little ears listening, maybe cover them up or put your earbuds in just for a second. But to put it frankly, 2020 has been a shit show. It has been hard in ways that nobody expected, at least nobody that I know. And so I think that we're all navigating this really unfamiliar territory. And it also feels like it's going on forever and not no end in sight. And so we know we know this is hard and we're in this together and we're going to talk about how to get through it because there is always a way through no matter how rock bottom it might feel at any given time. It kind of makes me think about marathons. We don't wake up one day ready to run a marathon. And to be honest here, I don't think I'll ever be ready to run a marathon. So that is just probably not going to be happening, but it takes endurance. We have to build up our stamina. Um, I recently decided to get on my exercise bike and I'll tell you what, after not doing really any movement other than like walking for the last six months, getting on the bike for 10 minutes was really miserable. That's super embarrassing to admit, but that's just them's the facts. (laughs) So it was not great, but I realized just how quickly we can get out of shape when we're not daily practicing, daily working our bodies, trying to achieve whatever goal or just stay healthy. So right now, what we're experiencing in the world definitely feels like a marathon. And for a lot of us, it's like, wow, I didn't exercise enough for this. (laughs) Like I, wow, I was not ready for this. So whatever's happening right now, isn't the level of like hard time that we're used to. And so if you're feeling out of your depth, If you're feeling like you're on the verge of losing it more often than not, you are not alone. I think most of us are feeling like that. So if we want to get through hard times when there's no end in sight, we've got to pace ourselves. And I think we have to get real. We need to be real about how we feel and real about what it's going to take to get through it. 
But here's a newsflash. Just in case you need a reminder, we are going to get through it. We will. Historically, as human beings, we get through hard things. We're really pretty good at it. So today we're going to talk about getting through this year through hard things, through awful surprises, through disappointments on a global scale. We're going to find our way forward. Are you with me? So first, and we've kind of already done this, just acknowledge that it's hard. It's okay to admit that things aren't easy. It's okay to be disappointed, frustrated, angry, sad, grieving. It's okay if you're silent screaming in your heart or into your pillow. It's okay to be honest about how you feel. Acknowledge it, but don't dwell there, right? So it's really easy to wake up every day and go, wow, this is still really horrible. This is still really hard. But the thing is, we can get stuck in that loop, and then we're not going anywhere. We're just stagnant. So we acknowledge it, and then here's number two. We ask, now what? Now what? Okay? Asking now what means you're stepping into the role of decision maker about your life. Is there a lot we can't control right now or ever? Absolutely. But you still choose what you do next. You still choose what you think and how you feel about where you're going and where you've been. Now what? Now what is how we figure out what we do next. It means we're thinking creatively and we're looking for solutions. Now what is what we ask when we're staring at the fork in the road and we're deciding, do we go left? Do we go right? Do we go forward? Do we want to climb the next step on this ladder or do we want to change direction altogether? If our ladder literally burned down, which is very possible this year, do we want to build that same ladder again or... Is this moment offering us something new, something we may have never considered or thought possible before? Asking now what gives us permission to sift through the rubble and look for something that survived, for some small morsel of good that came out of something awful. Is there always going to be a silver lining? Well, I think it's up to you because I think we're the ones that determine whether there's a silver lining or not. It's a choice. It's all in how we look at what's happening. Can we find a tiny strand of light in a dark time? If we look hard enough, I believe we can. Those strands of light might be an unexpected opportunity, meeting someone who will become important in your life, changing course in a way you never would have thought to do before, finding meaning in activism or volunteer work, learning to become more flexible, more aware, more informed, or more compassionate. Asking now what? It helps us put our eyes forward so that we can think about what's next. Number three, make a choice. It's really hard to hear that we have a choice when we're feeling powerless. I know that. But even in the hardest, lowest moments, we still have a choice. I remember a documentary about a woman with stage four cancer who decided to fill her life with laughter. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but this story always sticks with me. She and her husband watched only funny things. They listened to comedians. They read funny books. In the midst of her hardest, lowest time, she chose to laugh. She, of course, went through treatment as well, um, but I remember her talking about how important laughter was for her healing. She did end up making a full recovery, and she credited that decision to focus on joy and laughter with being an important part of her healing and her recovery process. She made the choice to laugh. Does laughter fix everything? No, obviously not. But if we get to choose, and we're going to go through the thing anyway, 
why not choose joy whenever we can? What's important is to make a choice that will help you keep going. And I think the simpler and easier the choice is, the better, especially right now. Here are some ideas for things you can choose to do. Start a journal. Now that sounds like an 11-year-old offering here. And I confess, when I was 11, I was an avid journaler. But there is something very healing and therapeutic about keeping a journal. Write down whatever you feel, but start by saying one thing you're grateful for. Just one thing. Even if it's, I'm grateful that my shoes still fit, even though my pants don't. Just kidding. Whatever. Start with gratitude and go from there. Or write one good thing that happened today. It will serve as a reminder that goodness is still around you, and it will sneak through even in the hardest times. Another idea is to start a new daily ritual. Ritual can really help us to feel grounded, and it can help us feel like we have a handle on things. Um... I just, I don't know about you, but when my world feels upside down, um, when I just feel like I'm completely out of control, it really helps to have one thing I can control. And so every so often I like to find a new ritual to add to my life just to kind of help me regain that sense of balance. Um, It just makes me feel like I'm establishing order in my life. So here's one that I really love. I don't know if this will resonate with you or not, but It's called having a signature breakfast. So I started this during the pandemic and it stuck with me and I've been really enjoying it. But every night before I go to bed, I make bircher muesli. So bircher muesli is like overnight oats, but with muesli and you add a little lemon juice. Um, I like mine with like coconut milk yogurt and a little water and a little squirt of fresh lemon. I mix it up at night and I put it in the refrigerator and it always feels like I'm doing a special kindness for myself. It also means that I know when I wake up, I'll I'll eat breakfast because it's already done for me. I don't have to decide whether or not I should have breakfast or what I'll have. I just wake up and I have my muesli with my coffee and I start the day. Well, will anything, you know, implode if I don't do it or if I run out? No, I don't. I'm not addicted to it. Like I don't have to have it to feel like my life is in order, but it does make me feel like I've got things under control. So whatever a new ritual might be for you, maybe reading before bed or starting to plan what you'll have for dinner during the week, or maybe just to have your coffee before you look at your phone in the morning, or taking a 10-minute walk every day on your lunch break at work. Just choose one small new ritual that you can make space for in your new life, because we're all living a new life. This is not the life we were living before, and we need new rituals to help us adjust and make it our own, because we're here whether we like it or not. Another idea is to say no to something. I've talked about this before, but there's nothing more comforting than eliminating something you dread. If this new reality has you rethinking your commitments or how your time is being spent, don't hesitate to say no. There's never been a better time to say no than now. If you need to do it, do it. I have said no to a lot of things this year and even into next year. I'm already saying no to 2021 like like I'm eating potato chips. <laughs> it is actually very therapeutic. I just feel like regardless of what may be happening in the world by that point, maybe next year this time, I'm just not going to waste a single ounce of energy on anything that adds more stress to my life. Not if I have a choice. Obviously, we can't choose everything, but we can choose some things. So life is just too short to choose things that make us miserable if we do have an option. And we need all the energy we have 
to get through each day. If there's one thing I've learned about myself now versus me in years past, it's that now I have to reserve a certain amount of extra time and energy just to stay flexible and limber for whatever new curveball life is planning to send my way. I'm sure you're feeling very much the same way. So rather than agreeing to things that we already know we don't want to do, just say no right out of the gate. I used to feel guilty about that, but not anymore. One of the unexpected gifts of this year has been the ability to refine my priorities. Now, last but not least, and I think this one's really important, make plans. I think one of the hardest things about life spiraling out of control without our permission, it's that it makes us feel like we're in a chronic state of limbo. It's like we can't set goals or make plans because every time we turn around, there's a new disaster. Even though I felt this way myself, I'm a goal setter. I'm a plan maker. And I don't want to give up on having hope for something better than where we are right now. Maybe I can't make the same plans I made before, but I don't have to stop making them altogether. We just have to rethink them. This year is a dumpster fire, but it's still a year of our lives. And the time is ticking whether we like it or not. We cannot stop the clock and we don't get a do-over just because things aren't working out the way we thought they would. So set a new goal. Dream a new dream. Make a new plan. Start with something small, but don't stop growing just because the world feels like it's falling apart. Walk around the bumps. Jump over them. Sit on your skateboard. Paddle the boat. Whatever you got to do, but don't stop. We need to keep making plans. We need to keep dreaming dreams and setting goals and wanting more for our lives than this. We need to because the alternative isn't pretty. The alternative looks a lot like giving up, and that is not who we are. We get knocked down and we get up again. Thank you, Chumbawamba, for that song. But of all the things we can do to keep on keeping on, continuing to make plans is one of the most important ways to take the reins back. Yes, We have to be more flexible than we've ever been before. Will there be curveballs? Yes, absolutely there will be. Will we have to pivot more than once? Yep, sure will. (laughs) Will some of those plans fall through? Maybe even most of our plans? Maybe. But that doesn't mean we should stop making them. Making plans means we have hope. And if there's one thing we need more than anything else to keep us going, it's hope. Our plans just have to look different now but we don't have to stop making them. These aren't ordinary times, but we're in luck because we're not ordinary people. This is not the year we wanted, but it's the year we got. And as hard as it is to keep pushing forward, we must. Sometimes I ask myself, what would Ruth Bader Ginsburg do? She'd push on uphill and all, and so should we. It's the only option. Lean hard on the things that give you peace. Knit more. Have more cups of tea. Lean on your community. Read uplifting ideas. Take more hot baths. Read, write real old-fashioned letters to the people you love. Start a journal. Make a meal plan. Make a project plan. Get organized. Plant things. Lean on any simple bits of joy you can find. Believe that something good can come from even the darkest hours. You will not feel strong every day. That's okay, neither do I. Give yourself permission to fall down, to feel the things you're feeling, to not be motivated sometimes, to not want to set a stinking goal, to not want to have to dig through the rubble for a silver lining. There will be days when you don't feel strong enough, 
but you'll get through those days. And on the others, I hope you'll ask yourself, now what? And then make plans. You're stronger than you think you are, and you can do the next thing. You really can. I know you can because you're here. When you fall down, catch your breath, have a cry if you need one, and then get back up. Keep on keeping on. That's what we're here to do. So I will see you again next week. We are finally back on a regular schedule, so you'll see a new episode every week. Ah, Take a deep breath. We're going to get through this. These aren't ordinary times, but friend, you've got this. 